The generators in Rails 3 have been completely rewritten. They are now much more modular, allowing you to customize them to really fit your preferences. As you probably know, we can access generators through the Rails G command. Now, if we run this without any arguments, we'll get a list of generators inside of our Rails application. Uh, right now, it's just the ones included inside of Rails 3. And really, these ones pretty much behave by default similar to the Rails 2 counterparts. Now, if we run a specific generator with the dash help option, then we'll get some help information, including a list of options at the top. So if we scroll to the top here, you can see there's a lot of options provided by the scaffold generator. And these allow you to really customize how the generator behaves. Now notice that some of these options have default values, such as the style sheets option, it defaults to true. So that means that whenever we generate a scaffolding, it will include the CSS files. But what if we don't want that? What if we don't want it to include its default scaffold style sheets? Well, to do that, we would have to disable this style sheets option. And here's a little tip. If you want to disable a Boolean that defaults to true, you can pass it uh, double dash no uh, before it. So let me show you. So let's just generate a scaffolding here real quick. Let's call it project and we'll give it a name attribute. And then we don't want it to have a style sheet. So we can pass double dash no style sheets and that will disable that style sheets option. So if we take a look at this output, we can see the list of files which were generated. And you can see there's no sign of the stylesheet file because we disabled it. But what I really want to focus on here is the calls to invoke here. Now this is really interesting because what this is doing is basically invoking a separate generator, which means that this scaffold generator is really not doing a whole lot. All it's doing is basically passing all the work and delegating it onto other generators, such as this active record generator, which is going to generate the model in for active record, and along with a test unit generator, which that invokes to generate the tests for that active record generator. And then we have a scaffold controller generator, which invokes an ERB version of that generator to generate the views, a test unit version to generate the tests, and so on. And so allowing, this is basically a lot of little tiny generators doing all the work, which makes this very modular. So you can basically plug in anything that you want, any other generators you want, if you want to generate something else other than, let's say, the ERB views. Maybe you want Hamel instead of ERB, or maybe Shoulda or RSpec instead of test unit. This allows you to plug those generators in to handle whatever cases you want. So if we take a look back at our scaffold help documentation, you can see these options might make a little bit more sense now. For example, the ORM option at the top here allows you to change which ORM is handling the models for you. So we might want to use data mapper instead of the default, which is active record. And so this is going to basically customize what other generator it delegates the model generation to. And you can see further down on the options here, we have active record options, which are options that apply specifically to that active record version of the generator. And so these options right here at the top here are basically just the normal scaffold options. These other options down here are options specific to the other generators which are invoked. And so we can see test unit options. This might change if we change to shoulda or rspec and so on. And we have the option to change the test framework inside of the other invoked generators, like here in the active record option. So as you can see, this is much more modular than the Rails 2 generators, which I think will make them a lot more useful in Rails 3. Now normally if you're trying to pass in options to the generator, such as that no style sheets option we passed in earlier, you want to apply this option every time you run that generator. And so this can be somewhat tedious to add every single time, so in Rails 3 you have the ability to define some default options for your generators. 
If you take a look inside of the application.rb file inside the config directory, you'll see that there's an option to pass in some generator configurations. So what we can do is uncomment this, and then this will basically set those options on all generators that are run on this application. So as you can see, these are actually the default values which are already passed in. Um, the ORM is the active record, the template engine, ERB, and the test framework is the um, test unit. But we can customize this to whatever we want. So I'm going to delete this for now because it's already at the defaults. And really any of the options which you saw inside of the um, help documentation, you can just pass in here, such as style sheets. And then we could just say that is false. And then that will make it so that style sheets will be false for all generators in this application. So if you run the scaffold help again, you can see that those defaults which you specify in that application.rb file will be reflected here. So we can see that the style sheets option no longer says defaults to true because it now defaults to false. Now let's try something a little more interesting. Let's change our default test framework to be shoulda instead of test unit. And let's also change our fixtures to use factory girl instead of generating the normal fixtures. So we can use this fixture replacement option and specify factory girl here. We can set those up by adding them to our gem file. So instead of our Rails 3 application gem file, we'll just set up a group here for our test environment. And then inside of here, we'll include the gems for Shida and Factory Girl. There we go. Now, unfortunately, these gems do not include Rails 3 generators. But there is another gem called Rails 3 Generators, which includes a number of generators for various plugins and gems for Rails. Notice it includes Factory Girl and Shoulda, along with several others. So this is a great gem to install if you're working with generators. So let's add that gem to the gem file as well. So we'll call it Rails 3 Generators, and then we'll only add it to the development group. This way, it'll only be applied in the development environment and then just run bundle install to install those gems. So now after those gems are installed, we can run the Rails G command again without any arguments, and that will list out all the installed generators. And you can see that there's all of those generators which were listed inside the Rails 3 generators gem. So now we can go back to our application.rb file and customize our generator options. So we want our test framework to be shoulda, and then our uh, fixture replacement option to be factory girl. There we go. Now if we run the scaffold help command again, we can now see that our test framework is now shoulda, and we now have these shoulda options for our generator, which our fixture replacement is now factory girl. So those options are now applied. Now we can put it to the test by generating a new scaffold for a task model. We'll give it a project ID column and a name. And here's the output that we get. Notice that for our active record model, our shoulda generator was found along with a factory girl generator. So it created the test and factories successfully. However, going down further here for the scaffold controller generator, it couldn't find a shoulda generator for this or for the helper file. There's no shoulda generator for that either. Now, if we take a look again at our generators with the Rails G command, we can see that under the shoulda section here, uh, there's only two generators for shoulda, only the controller and model generators. There's not one for the scaffold controller or the helper, so um, that's why they're saying they are missing. Now, if we take a look at the Rails guides for the Rails 3 generators, you, it's still in the works, but it has some useful information. There's a section on adding generator fallbacks, and you can see here that you just add these two lines at the end here, and this will basically say if shoulda is not found, it'll use test unit instead. 
So all we have to do is append those two lines at the very end of our application.rb file, and that way it'll fall back to test unit if shoulda isn't found. I want to cover one more thing on the topic of Rails 3 generators, and that is customizing the templates which are generated. So as you can see here, here is an index action uh, view template which was generated by the scaffold which we just created, so listing projects, and then this is what was output. And maybe we want the markup to be a little bit different here. Maybe instead of a break tag, we want a paragraph, and so on. So how do we change this so that scaffolding generates that new markup every single time instead of the old one? Well, if you go inside the lib directory of your application, you can create a new directory here, and let's call it templates. And this is where uh, the Rails ge generators will look to override various templates. But in order to determine which template to override, we have to look at the Rails source code itself. So here I am in the Rails GitHub project. And so if I go to the Railties directory, and then go to the lib directory, and then go down to Rails, and in here we have our generators directory. And in here, notice this is where things start looking a little bit more familiar. We have our test unit um, namespace there, our ERB namespace in Rails, which is where all the initial directories are located. But we want to go into ERB because we're overriding an ERB view here. So if we go under ERB, we can see that we have several directories here. If we go under scaffold, and then we have a templates directory here. And so really what we need to do is make a directory called ERB, scaffold, and then a file called index.html.erb, and then basically take the contents of this and customize it to fit our needs. So going back to our application here, we need to go inside our lib templates directory, create a new folder here called erb, and then another one called uh, scaffold, and this is where we add our file called index.html.erb. And then in here, just paste in the contents of that generator file. And then here we can just customize it to fit our needs. So let's just change that to use a paragraph tag here. And that's all for now. So now when we run our generator for scaffolding, we'll create one called category. And it should now use our new index view template. Oh, and also notice here that um, for shoulda, it didn't report an error this time because it's falling back to test unit. So these files here generated are just normal test unit files. So here's what the index view looks like that was generated for that category scaffolding. Now unfortunately, as you can see, the template was not properly overridden that we created inside the lib directory. It's still falling back to the original scaffolding view. And I'm not exactly sure why. As far as I know, I'm following the documentation properly, but if someone knows the correct solution to this problem, please post a comment in this episode and I'll be sure to include it in the show notes. Um, so it may be just a, be a small bug in the Rails beta release that'll be fixed in the future as well. So, but I do know there is a way to override the views and individual templates for uh, Rails generators. And that's it for this episode on customizing generators. I'm sorry the last part didn't work out properly, but I hope you learned a few things, and um, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode for that final solution there.